0: Good morning everyone. It is uh, 6.06 this Thursday morning. You're hanging out with Stacy and Daryl. Just hanging out. Yep. Uh, Talking about um, fire prevention week and kids in kitchens. And I do have an experience um, with a kid in a kitchen who didn't read the instructions properly and put in a mug cake for five minutes instead of one minute and five seconds.
1: And the result?
0: Um, lots fire. of lots of smoke, really a terrible uh, stench. And she should have called the... She was alone at the time, and she should have called the fire department. Uh, and she didn't. She called us, and she goes, where's the fan?
1: <laughs> 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 like,
0: what's going on? And she's, I just... I just... I, just, yeah, there's a, I need a fan. <laughs> and then we get home, and uh, her sister actually got home and, and couldn't see the other side of the house. And they're like, what is yeah. happening? Uh, so I, I don't know what I... I did. I obviously did something wrong because we, uh, I, I. I know there's a reluctance just to call 911 because you don't want to be a pain or a bother. But that, in that case, it nothing was, was on fire. Yeah.
1: It was just a lot of a lot of smoke. You no, know, uh, there are there are a lot of special weeks that come in, but yeah. these these are opportunities. So if you have a fire prevention week, these are opportunities to have those conversations with your kids, to have a bit of a plan and or a plan, mm-hmm. not not just a bit, but a plan, and then just talk about what what you need to do in an emergency situation. It's a great opportunity.
0: Yeah, we've got uh, Karen Levert. uh, She is a fire prevention officer from Edmonton Fire Rescue. Good morning. Good morning. So what age should we start talking to our kids about fire safety?
2: I I believe you should start talking to children about fire safety as little as six years old.
0: But obviously, it has to be age-appropriate,
2: right? 100% so, age-appropriate. I mean, you you're, you want to make sure that you do have that, for example, one-meter clearance around your stove or anything that that's hot because you don't want them to get burnt. Mm-hmm. So you, depending on, on what your fire safety concern is, you can tailor any message to any age group.
1: Uh, because a lot of it also has to do with being, you know, if something gets away on you, you need to be able to get out. So there, there are escape plans. So you still have to be able to deal with that. But at the same time, like you said, in an age-appropriate way, that you don't traumatize the kids over what could potentially (laughs) happen
2: well it's pretty amazing when you talk about home fire escape planning because children are taught in daycare they practice it once a month Mm -hmm. in schools, they practice it three times in the spring three times in the fall and that's actually where the hole is is once they get home they don't practice it at home anymore so it's so important to have a home fire escape plan no two ways out and then the critical one is have a place that doesn't move outside of your home for everyone to meet and you, so should,
0: if you, you should practice that at home too, right? You should practice one hundred percent, one hundred percent. That could be a little. That could be fun for some of the the, the younger ones. <laughs> I know there there's there is a tendency for a lot of us to try to teach our kids how to cook, and of course that means stirring the pot at the stove. Is that something we shouldn't be doing, or is that sort of a, a, an opportunity for a lesson?
2: It's, it's it's a little bit of both. If you're going to be doing it, make sure that they they're in short sleeves or the sleeves are rolled up. Make sure that they're wearing an apron, there's no loose areas that's going to lean over as a combustible too hot to that heat source, because again we don't want anything happening, and of course stay with, with the child, but 100% stay with the cooking.
1: I understand that you guys, you guys are doing a bunch of pop-up demonstrations around the city. Uh, how do we know where those are, number one, and then secondly, what, what kind of things do you demonstrate?
2: Um, so, this year's uh, Fire Prevention Week is all about cooking safety, so if you want to come on down with your families, they are can be found locations and times at edmonton.ca slash fire prevention week, okay. and we are going through a hazardous kitchen. We have four items that shouldn't be where they are, so people can come in and kind of test their knowledge about what a hazard is in a kitchen setting, and then we also have this great opportunity for citizens of Edmonton to take part in a home fire safety assessment challenge and what that is is it is a um, it's a challenge that's online you can see it at edmonton.ca slash home fire safety and it's a series of questions relevant to the home and it helps you determine how fire safe it is and where improvements can be made to make it safer what are some of those questions so do you have a working smoke alarm on every floor You know, do you plan and practice your home fire escape plan? And when guests come over, do they know the meeting place? And then it goes through every other area of your home, from your bedroom to your kitchen to your outdoor area, basement, all of it.
1: (laughs) It's any time, uh, many times when I've emceed something that that has become part of the uh, the first thing you know. Like, oh, the bathrooms are over there. I, an emergency muster point shall be in this particular location. So, <laughs> I guess you you can emceed your own uh, visitors coming into your house and go, hello, welcome to my home. The mu- bathrooms are here, and the muster point for any kind of an emergency situation is over here.
2: I mean think about that if your if your brother's staying over and he leaves out a bedroom window and you're out the front door and emergency crews respond how do you find each other if you don't actually know where to meet?
0: So do most fires start in the kitchen?
2: Yes it is the leading cause of um, home fires and home fire injuries. And so how do the fires normally start? Uh, the two top causes are unattended cooking is the number one that we're seeing and then the second one is combustibles that are placed too close to the heat source so you come in with say that amazon box and the only clear space is the stove Mm -hmm. you put it on there you push it back so nothing happens and it can turn on a burner
1: it doesn't take much to do a walk by the way my stove is you can you can you just glance it or if the dog goes by it can pop on one of the burners in an awful hurry it takes nothing
2: yeah yeah it's a little bit scary when you when you actually start breaking down how fire safe your home can be so hopefully um you both stay with your cooking when you're cooking
1: <laughs> okay so we oh, should have no. our we should yeah.
2: <laughs> sometimes
1: sometimes uh so we should have our spice rack we should have our utensils should we also have a fire extinguisher and like a fire blanket or something in there yeah.
2: Uh, A fire extinguisher would be great but it really when it comes to cooking fires all you really need is the pot lid that goes with the pot that you're cooking with or if you don't have one that fits a non-combustible cookie sheet and if that gets away with you and auto ignites it's a smother technique so put on your oven mitt come in from the side and make sure you cover that pot lid and if it's safe to do so turn off the heat if any time you do not feel safe go to that Crucial muster point, and then call us from their phone, 911, and we'll come do a full inspection of your kitchen.
0: So, yeah, that, that's what I I, I want to talk about. And I told a story. I don't know if you you caught that a little bit earlier about a mishap in our kitchen. Um, at what point do you call 911? If you're like, oh, the fire's out, but it's really smoky in here, and oh, I can't see the other side of the house. At what point do you call uh, the the fire department?
2: Uh, I would call then, yeah, because I mean you don't know what's actually going on. The, the smoke, could, the fire could seem to be out, but it could be smoldering. There could be something else going on. So at any time you don't feel safe, leave your house, go to the muster point, and call 911.
1: But but if you if you've done a smother on a pot, for example, but there's tons of 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 remnant smoke, you know you you'd be mm-hmm. pretty sure that that's out. So it's it's a judgment call, I would think.
2: It's a judgment, yeah, but if you don't feel safe. Okay. I mean, if my house was completely full of smoke and I couldn't see my patio door, I'm leaving the house and calling 911. Just because I'm not a firefighter, I don't know what they know. I'm, I'm in prevention, so I'd rather be safe than sorry. Good.
0: Excellent. Well, Good thanks advice. so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. That was uh, Karen Levert, as she is a fire prevention officer here in the city of Edmonton. And actually, Morley stumbled upon... Um, this whole setup yesterday so she he, he, he did he, he got to test his fire prevention knowledge
1: so it was kind so. of
0: interesting talking about oils stored next to or above the stove and
1: i do uh, my oils because well, it's, cause it's handy because that's where you want to use it because
0: that's where that's where it is but that can obviously add to a fire if one should um, should hmm. start